Please listen carefully. Welcome to the NC State Philanthropy Podcast, telling the world how we think and do through the support of our friends, alumni, and more. I'm your host, Taylor Pardue. On today's episode, we're joined by Lindsey Reg and Michael Evans, co-founders of 321 Coffee, to talk about how they created this successful company while they were students here at NC State. Thank you both so much for taking time to join us today. To kick things off, just tell listeners a little bit about yourselves, uh, early life, what brought you to NC State, and then what you majored in while you were here. Yeah, thank you, Taylor. I'll, I'll go first. Um, my name is Lindsay Reg. I'm one of the founders of 321 Coffee. Graduated from NC State in 2021. I grew up in Cary, North Carolina, so right down the road. Definitely was very familiar with NC State growing up. Saw a lot of red in the neighborhood, um, and so was excited to go through college and, uh, or sorry, go through high school and be awarded the Park Scholarship, was which was a huge um, draw for me to come to NC State and be just a part of a really like driven community. Um, loved like the larger picture that NC State stood for with Think and Do. Um, at the time I was studying engineering. So I was really proud to be a part of the engineering school, ended up switching over into the business school through a number of really great mentors and faculty that I met along the way. Um, and I've loved being in Raleigh ever since. Thanks for having us today, Taylor. Um, my name is Michael Evans and I originally grew up outside of the Philadelphia area. So coming to school at NC State was definitely a little different and a new adventure for me. Um, in high school, I was super fortunate to have a guidance counselor that knew about how strong the school NC State was and had had another student a couple of years ago apply for and be awarded the Park Scholarship. Um, and she was really influential in encouraging me to apply to NC State and to apply for the Park Scholarship. And so I did um, and was fortunate enough to be awarded the Park Scholarship, which is uh, really what brought me to NC State to initially study engineering, uh, just like Lindsay. When I got to NC State, uh, took a couple of engineering courses and decided it wasn't quite for me, but was really interested by some research that a professor was doing with the statistics department. Um, and so I ended up talking with the statistics department and eventually switching my major to statistics. Graduated with a bachelor's in statistics in 2020 and then a master's in statistics in 2021 um, and along the way met Lindsay and we started 321 Coffee together. Now full-time in Raleigh and loving being close to NC State and keeping our ties to the university. That's awesome, yeah. Thank you both for sharing that. You both mentioned how you came from different colleges and found your way into NC State's entrepreneurship program. And if listeners don't already know, that program is actually open to students you know, any college, any department, and it really just reflects real life, how anyone can become an entrepreneur in any field that they choose. Talk a little bit about that journey. Was that something that you came to NC State with, that kind of entrepreneurial mindset where you thought, I would like to start a business of some kind at some point, or was it something, you know, maybe just a class that you took here at NC State that kind of sparked that interest? Yeah, so... 
I, I can speak a little bit to that going into school. Um, I didn't even know how to spell the word entrepreneurship. Like it, it was not, not on my radar. Starting a company was not on my radar. Um, I, even when starting 321, I actually wanted to go to med school still. I thought it would be like a fun side project. Um, and I think that was part of like the cool part of the story is that like we did not start 321 with this like gigundo vision. We started it because we recognized the importance of inclusive employment like in our local community and that there was people with disabilities that like wanted a job that weren't didn't have access to one and so that's really what we set out to do um we we didn't have a grand plan we just recognized that we wanted to create a, a place where anyone with an intellectual or developmental disability could be a part of a team and contribute and that's um we found a medium through coffee and so we're like oh wouldn't it be cool if we started a coffee shop that did this and you know, in the beginning, it was really scrappy, but it was fun. And it was fun to put on an event and say like, okay, we should do a second one. And it was fun to sit around like a lunch table and say like, what should we name this? You know, and just like all of those beginning um, little steps that we took that sort of turned into some bigger steps. Um, so started 321. I think we were both still studying engineering. Um, but for me personally, I really fell in love with the entrepreneurial process of like turning something or sorry, turning nothing into something and having an idea and then saying like, okay, like what do we do first and what do we do second? And then going and doing that. Um, and then combining all of that with like the social impact that we were making, like it was something that was very rewarding and fulfilling and seeing like, yes, we're working really hard. And then we're going to go do this event and people are going to show up, you know, people who have disabilities and they're going to put on a uniform and an apron that like has our logo on it. And they're going to work for however many hours the event is, um, was something that I think we all took a lot of pride in. And that was really the driving factor. And it was, a, it was a very scary step to make, but in saying like, yeah, like, I think I'm going to leave behind the world of engineering. And, you know, for me, it was med school. Um, and I want to try this thing called entrepreneurship. Um, it wasn't, like I said, it was not part of the plan. It was not something that was comfortable to say or do, but it was having a lot of encouragement from, um, people in the university, especially to say like, yes, like this is sort of a different path, but it's something that is feasible. And it's something that if you work towards this, you can do it. Yeah, I'd always been super interested in business and thought that like it would be super cool to start a company or like run a company. But um, beyond like selling pretzels at the neighborhood garage sale, had never really um, done much with it prior to coming to school. But getting connected with a lot of like minded people like Lindsay um, and so many others that sort of helped us get through two and one coffee off the, off the ground at first, I think it was really that that community that we found where we all sort of had a shared passion and felt like together it was something that we could do um, was really influential. And then also just as Lindsay alluded to, like so many great people at the university that encouraged it, especially within the NC State Entrepreneurship Department, there were so many people that were willing to have early conversations with us and guide us along the way of saying, okay, like first steps you need to do ABC. Um, and that was really great. I, and without that support, I think it would have been really hard to do uh, what we did. Talk a little bit about that process of just how you go about creating a company while you're also a full-time undergraduate student. Yeah, I mean, the beginning was literally saying, like, I guess we need a name for this thing. 
And then, you know, we were sitting around at lunch and someone was like, oh, well, you know, Down syndrome is when someone has like three copies of the 21st chromosome, three, two, one, how about three, two, one copy? And we're like, yep, great. Next step. We need a logo. And, you know, my sweet mate at the time was in graphic design school. And so I walked over to Sullivan and I knocked on her door and I was like, I need you to come up with a logo. Here's the name. Here's what we want to do. What you got? And then we were like, all right, I guess we should host an event. And so we found an event that was going on on campus. It was a unified football game. So the teams were made up of um, Special Olympics player athletes and then students from the university and they were playing against like UNC. So that was fun. Um, And so we served, reached out to someone organizing the event and asked if we could serve coffee in the lobby. And we rented folding tables from Tally and we ordered aprons and print on vinyl or, you know, iron on vinyl on Amazon. And we just started like scrapping it together. And then to Michael's point, we eventually started talking to some people that actually knew what they were doing. They're like, yeah, you might want to like get a URL and like get that trademarked. And it was like, oh crap, I hope these things are all available. And luckily they were. Um, And so those were some like nudges with more context of like what to, what are some steps that you should be taking? Um, But again, to Michael's point, having people who like rolled up their sleeves sat down next to us and said like, okay, if you're going to do this, like here are some real things you need to think through was so impactful because we just didn't know what we didn't know. And I think more than anything, the biggest step that we took was that like, after we had the idea, we figured out what we needed to do to do something. Um, We weren't crazy worried about it being like super polished at first or that like, oh, like we're not just going to go straight and like open up a brick and mortar coffee shop. Um, We were very comfortable with the idea that like we were going to build to something, but we were going to start somewhere. Um, And I think that's honestly the biggest thing at first is just being able to take that first step and start doing something, put something out there and start getting the name out there and start just being able to work towards what like your like big vision is. Your story is incredible just in general, but then all the ways that NC State tied into how 321 came about, you know, like you said, talking to your fellow students and your friends to pull in their expertise to having the first events here at NC State. It's just incredible. Um, It was amazing. I mean, like to hit more on that, like it was other students saying like, how can I help? Like, what can I do? It was faculty saying like, you know, oh, if you're trying to serve coffee at different events, like you can come to some of like events that my department is hosting. It was alumni saying, oh, if you're trying to figure out insurance, like I'll tell you what all these funky like insurance terminology means. Like it was just so many people being willing to offer what they could. And at the time, like we, we needed all the help we could get. And, you know, every conversation was beneficial and it led to something. And it was really cool to see NC State community, like both on and off campus sort of come together to support us like being young entrepreneurs, but, you know, still trying to do something really for the community and people bought into that. In addition to being Park Scholars, you were both also part of the Andrews Launch Accelerator Program and Miller Fellows too. Talk a little bit about how these funds also helped you get 321 off the ground. They were both really influential on 321's growth and trajectory. So first we were involved in the Andrews Launch Accelerator, um, which is a summer program. One of the founders has to be 
think it's within either a current student or like within five years of graduation. And it's everything from funding to mentorship to connections, like in the community, um, access to, you know, legal resources and stuff like that, um, programming. It came at the perfect time for us because that was at the point when we decided like, okay, we want to do this. And like, we don't want this to just be something we did in college. Like we ultimately want to do this after we graduate this. We did this during the summer after our junior year, um, which was also when COVID hit. And so it was sort of the combination of like having that structure to challenge us to think bigger and like, okay, if this is going to be something that you do after you graduate, right? Like this is no longer just a little setup on folding tables. And this is no longer just like a shop at the farmer's market. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to get there? Um, how are you going to pull this off? And then combined with, oh, and by the way, there's a global pandemic going on and everyone's being closed to stay home and re retail shops aren't allowed to open. So what are you going to do now? And having that community both of mentors but then also of peers and like other student entrepreneurs sort of trying to pivot and react in similar circumstances was so I mean that I, that's how we did it like that's because it's not easy but having having those people to like bounce ideas off of and like leverage and one another was so it, that that's what made it possible and then following graduation being part of the Miller fellowship was like to Lindsay's point, sort of once we had the picture of, okay, here's the big picture of where we want to go. We both want to work on this full-time after graduation. Um, so being part of the Miller Fellowship made that transition a little easier. We were surrounded by other people that had just graduated and were working on their businesses, um, being given some financial support to make sure, you know, you could pay the rent right after graduation. Just all of that, like, so largely influential, along with, again, like the continued mentorship and people to talk to, but there were so many great programs at NC State that we were able to take advantage of. I mean, even beyond just the Andrews Accelerator and the Miller Fellowship, um, we participated in the e-games with NC State Entrepreneurship. We'd participate in the uh, Wolf Den pitches at it with NC State Entrepreneurship. And then we'd go and we'd set up a table at Entrepalooza and get to meet all sorts of new people from the university. There were just year round so many opportunities with NC State Entrepreneurship that really helped us um, get our name out there and connect with different people that helped us take these next steps or um, ended up being customers of 321 Coffee, just so much great stuff within that NC State Entrepreneurship community. I think that says a lot about both of you individually, but also the Park Scholars in general. Students who are part of this program really seemed to show that willingness to go above and beyond, you know, to excel in the classroom, certainly, but to also seek out opportunities and really maximize their time on campus to get that that full, rich experience. And uh, I think this story really highlights that. I do uh, think like in a in a large university, like it can be you just don't have the resources like there's a lot that happens on campus, but you don't have the resources for like the university to like hand students on like a platter like here's everything for you to take advantage of so it does make it up to students to like go ask the questions and go be persistent and go find out about the opportunities um but if you're willing to do that there's so many opportunities and resources that exist exist on a college campus and specifically at nc state just with the strong like community of support the access and like proximity to the city and downtown and so many like companies that have chosen to partner with nc state because of what's going on on campus I think it's really impressive and empowering when you see 
like when you do take advantage of that, like what you're able to accomplish for yourself. Talk a little bit about that transition from college life and doing this on the side to making this your full-time entrepreneurial mission. Yeah, so we started off early on our freshman year just doing a lot of pop-up catered events around campus. Um, And then when we got to school sophomore year, we were approached by the State Farmers Market in Raleigh about going and serving at the State Farmers Market. Um, So we sort of took our like folding tables and like our mobile operation and set up at the farmer's market for a season um, before being invited by the farmer's market to set up a more permanent shop inside. And that permanent shop we said yes to. And we, I got in touch with my freshman year roommate who was a uh, construction major at at NC State. um, And he was super willing to help us build out that space. So we built the uh, the first couple of iterations of our space at the farmer's market ourselves with some friends put in a full-on espresso machine so we could have a full coffee menu, figured out how to source like some baked goods and all of that stuff and had ourselves a little shop at the farmer's market. And that was really great. We did that for, still do that today. So that shop still exists there at this point. Um, And it's great. We've expanded it a little bit and sort of reimagined it a couple of times, but it's still a great shop there to provide coffee to those going to the farmer's market and Uh, always really busy on the weekends, huge lines, which is just really cool to see like every time that we get to go over there. Along the way that uh, the summer that COVID started, we were, we questioned like what the future of the business would be and how businesses would grow given that COVID was now a thing. And so we decided that an appropriate pivot for us was to start roasting our own coffee. So prior to that, we had just been buying coffee from another local coffee roaster, but we decided that um, we were going to start training our staff on how to roast coffee, and which is a, a very uh, technical process, but our staff um, was super interested in learning about it. And we trained four of our awesome baristas on how to roast coffee. And that's something that stands with the business today is that we still roast our own coffee um, and in fact, just bought our very own coffee roaster um, and are getting excited to really get that up and create a whole production space where um, we're able to get our coffee shipped out all over the country and to all of our different locations. Moving a little bit from the point that we started roasting our own coffee, when we started to roast our own coffee, we got connected with a company called Pendo. Pendo's located, headquartered in downtown Raleigh big growing software company in Raleigh and they had reached out about us supplying coffee for their office and we were totally interested in doing this but while we were having these conversations they were telling us that they were building a new headquarters in downtown and they wanted to have a coffee shop in it and they wanted to know if we would be interested in running their coffee shop in office so we were totally on board for that the impact that that would make for our staff the number of jobs that we'd be able to add because of that was just a fantastic opportunity. So uh, earlier this year, February 2022, we opened that in-office cafe with Pendo and uh, along the way started planning our very first storefront for Raleigh um, and that we were really excited to open August 20th of this year um, and opened at 615 Hillsborough Street right in downtown to a tremendous welcome from the community and a tremendous show of support 
currently today, three locations open. Uh, one more, Durham, coming fall 2022. So, um, and that was a lot of like those early conversations that Lindsay and I had with each other as we started to realize like, okay, like if we're gonna do this after graduation, we need to find a way to grow the business. Um, and so it was starting to look at some of these more opportunities. How do we grow the roasting aspect of our business? How do we grow our retail presence um, and getting connected with like great companies like Pendo along the way that really challenged us to think about um, some of that retail stuff in a different way. So creating in office cafes and creating really elevating the partnership that we could offer to a lot of local companies um, helped us feel comfortable both taking this leap and working on 321 Coffee full time after graduation. I think it's very important that you sat down and really determined where you wanted 321 to go and what steps you needed to take to achieve that success rather than just experiencing this growth and playing catch up with it and, you know, certainly succeeding anyway, but much more foundational, much more structured, and uh, just really shows that entrepreneurial mindset we were talking about earlier. So in addition to these relationships you have with other companies, other organizations around the area, you're also working with NC State on an exciting new project. Are there any details that you can share about that right now? Yes, we are so excited for some of this stuff that's in the works. Um, so obviously starting 321 like on campus as students, leveraging a ton of like the campus resources, um, NC State like really does mean a lot to us. And like, it's been such a pivotal part of Michael and our like personal development, but then also like of 321 success. Um, and so we were thinking about like, what what are some cool things that we could do? And we had the idea to make and release like a branded 321 coffee Wolfpack roast. And so we pitched this site. We had seen this done like in collaboration at a different university. We bought it to bring in and we took it to the NCAA football team. They said, yes, we need to make this happen. We then got connected with the licensing department. And what was really cool was how they said, you know, like other, other companies have pitched this idea to us, but we've never thought it's been like the right fit. They were like, this is the right fit. And that meant so much to have like the university backing us and excited about like what this product could stand for, right? It's, it embodies think and do. It is like NC State blood, like running the company, starting the company, fueling it all. It's, it's just a really cool product that's going to stand for like so much of what 321 has done. So we've been working with the licensing team. We've been working with our graphic designer, who is another NC State grad on just really creating a product that like showcases and like embodies like both brands, um, the collaboration and starts to tell the story just because there are so many touch points here um, between 321 Coffee and NC State. And we're excited to be releasing it in the couple, next couple of months. Um, we'll be selling it online. We'll have it in our shops. We hope to at some point look at getting it into some grocery stores. Personally, like we're just thrilled that like, how cool is it that there's going to be a bag of coffee like with Tuffy on it that is also like roasted by our people and has like 3 2 on Coffee's name on it. Like that's so cool. I can tell you firsthand as an employee here at NC State, Everyone is just always so excited to hear about a new 321 success in the news. As of this recording, of course, your grand opening here on Hillsborough Street is just very exciting. Everyone's looking forward to going over there and being able to get coffee in person. And then now this co-branding opportunity just takes everything to a whole nother level. And we're really excited to see what the future holds for both. I love that. We are obviously like huge fans of the university and hope that like we can use like this specific product to like find different things to celebrate, different like cool and unique ideas that we can incorporate. So 
I, I appreciate and I'm thrilled to hear that, you know, the NC State faculty and staff are excited because we are too. We had a fabulous grand opening and it was so nice. We saw so many NC State shirts walking around, um, you know, leading up to grand opening. We did some private, like soft opening events with various groups on campus, but then the Wolfpack community definitely, definitely showed up the day of too. We had the courtyard that we sit in was packed with people and it was it meant so much to see like Raleigh showing up to celebrate like this really big milestone for us. So obviously a lot is going on with 321 right now. A lot is getting ready to happen. But just looking out into the future, you know, where does 321 go from here? Yeah. So in addition to like the retail side of the business, Michael touched on this some, we found a lot of opportunity in partnering with other companies. So whether that be supplying coffee and being like a coffee vendor for different companies in their break rooms, as well as partnering with some companies to operate, like Michael said, in an office cafe, like we do with Pendo. One of the things that we really like about this model is how it bridges our stance on inclusion with other companies. Like, don't get me wrong. We're very proud of the jobs that we've created internally for our team, but we ultimately want to be like an agent of change that like helps other companies be more inclusive in their workforces as well. And so if that looks like companies that hire out of 321 to make their staff more inclusive, or if that means that they, you know, if they're going to buy coffee, right, by embracing their supply chain and by buying coffee from us, that's helping create more jobs for our team. And so we're really interested in seeing like what different ways we can really push that envelope and partnering with other companies to sort of use 321 as like the start of a chain reaction and leveraging other companies in their respective industries with their respective workforces to start bringing inclusion to like a larger scale. So as kind of a closing thought here, both of you have taken part in programs that have been supported by uh, NC State donors, by philanthropy, but I want to let everyone know that you also give back now as alums, uh, and I think that's really important. I want to say, you know, why do you feel so strongly about supporting current NC State students, current NC State programs, and just kind of how did that come about? I think three, two, one story and Lindsay and I's story is so much a direct result of philanthropic efforts of the university. The connection point for all of us that started 321 Coffee together was park scholarships at NC State. And all of us being able to have that opportunity and have that investment made in us, I think was really empowering as freshmen coming onto campus and made us realize like, we can try to do something like this. And then throughout our years, we were supported so much by philanthropy to NC State entrepreneurship. Philanthropy would be like one of the words that I would consider like like most influential on 321 Coffee and on Lindsay and I's journey with this. Because again, like so much of it wouldn't have been possible without the philanthropy that people give and show for the university. So I think it's really important to us. It's a priority of ours to make sure that as other people come through the university, they can have similar experiences. And that honestly, as encouraging more people to give back to the university, hopefully we can have more people that get to have uh, similar experiences to this. Because I think, again, so much that we experienced was so empowering and so vital to the journey that we were able to have with 321 Coffee. I, I think Michael summed that up great. I think we've been very fortunate to be on the receiving end on a, a number of opportunities that were made possible because of generosity and philanthropy. And so part of that is us like being proud to turn around and like help 
do our part in making that opportunities for the, the next people that are in line behind us. And I think, you know, it's the premise that if a million people all give $1, that can add up really fast. Sounds great. Thank you both again so much for taking time out of your busy schedules today to talk to us and just uh, give us a little more background on 321 and just congratulations on all that you've accomplished. It's been exciting to see all the recent successes and just looking forward to see all that you accomplish in the future too. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you to all of NC State for the number of ways that you've supported Michael, myself, and 321. To learn more about NC State's partnership with 321 Coffee, please visit go.ncsu.edu slash coffee co-brand. If you'd like to hear even more stories of Wolfpack success, please subscribe to the NC State Philanthropy Podcast today in the Apple or Google Podcast stores, on Spotify, or through Stitcher. Be sure to leave us a comment and rating as well to let us know how we're doing. Thanks for listening, and as always, Go Pack! Go Pack!